Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Career Talks podcast. I'm your host, Orlando Haynes. Uh, hopefully, you've seen the promo on who I have tonight. But before we get to that dynamic young lady and all that she has to share tonight, uh, let me first welcome everyone. Definitely come on, have questions ready for tonight. If you've seen the topic, really how to advocate for your own career, definitely get prepared to uh, ask those questions, but also tell us where you're coming in from. Uh, which city or state or country, whatever that is. But also want to shout out uh, tonight's sponsor, which is Agape Career Counseling Group. Uh, again, you hear me say it each week, which is led by a good friend of mine, Deborah Russell. So their focus is really helping you find a, a career you love and discover that. She does HR, career, and uh, small business consulting. So definitely check her out. The website you'll see in the show notes afterwards. It's agapeccg.com. Again, that's agapeccg.com. And tonight's episode is sponsored by the Career Accelerator Planner. Uh, this is a planner that was put together by myself and my partner, uh, career, uh, Karen Turner, who was a leadership coach. You can find her on LinkedIn as well. That's two E's, uh, Karen Turner. We've come together and saw this gap in helping folks really being able to log and track their performance on their careers and position themselves to have those difficult conversations or when it comes time for a promotion, when it comes time to have a, a conversation around merit increases and things like that, you, we tend to forget all the things that we've brought to the table. The Career Accelerator Planner lets you document all those things in one place. So it's available for pre-order right now uh, at careeraccelerator.planner.com. So go ahead and uh, check this out and support us. So without further ado, uh, this young lady, uh, I met, I've seen her on multiple, multiple podcasts supported by Susan Reese, um, at the Computer Coach uh, organization here in Tampa. Uh, she is a tech, you know, I don't know, guru, wizard in understanding that space, entrepreneur space, startup space. She's the co-founder of Higher Up, which I participated in. Uh, with previous companies and, and the current company I work for, it's a phenomenal opportunity for you to connect with some uh, some sharp uh, and professionals in various spaces and backgrounds. She's also the co-founder of Higher Tech Connect here in Tampa. So she is definitely uh, pushing the envelope when it comes to not only being someone in the corporate space, but in the entrepreneurial space. So we are going to learn a lot from this dynamic young, uh, young lady, Daniela Diaz. Please join us right now. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Good. I'm so glad you can uh, you can make it. Uh, we, we've talked prior to this, um, and that was good to connect because uh, we watched each other's content uh, on LinkedIn. So super excited to have you to have you join me. Yes, absolutely. It's a pleasure. And don't mind, my dogs just broke in. So if you see them on camera, say hello. They're friends. No worries. <laughs> questions, make sure. Oh, Let me walk them out now. Me walk them no out. worries. Take your time. Oh, this is live, people. This, this is live. Absolutely. So as Daniela do that, definitely, uh, again, folks, share where, uh, where you're coming in from. But the first thing I want to ask you um, is share with folks more about uh, who you are and what you do. I think you might be on mute now. Let me see. Is your mute? Yes. Here we go. Yeah. So thank you again, everybody, for joining. And 
you're welcome for the song for my dogs. Uh, <laughs> my name is Daniela Diaz. I am, um, of course, the things that Orlando said, I'm so honored to be here. Um, I've been a longtime watcher, longtime listener, so it's kind of a full circle moment for me. Um, I graduated from the University of South Florida, was a cheerleader there, um, and immediately um, decided that I wanted to stay in Tampa post-grad. So I graduated in 2016 um, and have been in a couple different roles in the tech space since I graduated. Um, so I started in recruiting, quickly realized that wasn't for me and that I wanted to get into technology, which we'll talk through tonight. Um, advocated for myself, networked into my first tech job, looked at that as school, learned and absorbed so, so much, grew my career from somebody that didn't know the difference between a switch and a server um, to running teams that were doing delivery. Um, and then from there, I had the opportunity to um, co-found Higher Up and High Tech Connect, which are my two passion projects. Um, and then on top of that, I do still work a nine to five. So I work for Illumina Analytics. We are a boutique AI firm located and headquartered here in Tampa. Um, so my life revolves all around startups, 24 seven, 365. That's really where I'm most passionate about. And my goal as an individual contributor in Tampa is to be and to help find that interconnecting mesh between the tech community. Um, Tampa's been such a cool city to experience as a young adult mm -hmm. um, because I've kind of grown my career as Tampa has become a tech hub. So we've grown up together. I feel like Tampa and I are just bound for life at this point. Um, <laughs> and it's provided me so much that I could never have gotten, to be honest, outside of this market. So um, my goal is to give back to the community as much as I possibly can and um, get to work in all the bleeding edge startups as just the Love cherry it. on top. So, so, so let me ask you, how, where did all this drive and passion to where did it come from? What What's your backstory leading you up to, to not only having this one thing? Let me say it this way. Right. There's one thing to have a corporate career in a side hustle that yeah. folks are trying to, you know, obviously match their income and whatever the strategy is. Um, it's another thing to start a community, then start another <laughs> community. Right. Where do you find like where did this come from? Where do you find the time? Yeah, um, I've always been really high energy. I've always been really driven. Um, I give that to my parents. Um, they are a testament and I'm a testament to everything that they poured into me. Um, I was always told that there is no ceiling. You can kind of go and do what you work for. Um, and I took that to heart um, at a really young age. I've always been extremely competitive. Um, if you talk to anybody, I'm never the quietest in a room. Um, I'm always nose in a book, just trying to learn, just being a sponge and absorbing as much as I can. Um, so I've always kind of had this drive to succeed and I've always known where I wanted to go in life. I just didn't necessarily know how I was going to do that. Um, when I was younger. Um, and when it comes to starting communities, I think it's something that you have to do really intentionally. Um, it's a lot of risk to go and put something out there that impacts other people. Because at that point, that's something that I take home with me every day. Um, that's a responsibility that I take extremely seriously. If people are coming to me about their careers, about potential mm -hmm. um, 
things that they're going through in their careers, if they're simply looking to connect with someone, if they're looking to pivot into technology, there's so much representation um, that isn't necessarily prominent yet in the tech space. I think uh, over the last few years, it's tech has become a trending topic because people see high salaries and they see job security, but there's so much more to that. Uh, so for me, it's just, I intentionally wanted to get into tech and then I made the decisions based on the people that I met and the gaps that I saw that there are ways to creatively do something to fix it. So you said something pretty interesting there. So um, obviously you, you got the drive and the passion uh, for your family, uh, from your family. And then also the tech space, you you said it at the top of the call, top of the uh, podcast as well, is where Tampa is becoming this tech hub. I, yeah. I see women in tech, um, obviously uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Suzanne. Uh, with her company, and then now, which you two partnered and and launched this, these two, uh, both are just just higher up. Uh, just higher up is a partnership, but she was has been a supporter of High Tech Connect since the beginning. Awesome. So, absolute shout out to Suzanne because the work that she does is absolutely incredible. Absolutely. So, with that, how big is the the tech hub getting in Tampa? It is astounding to me to just get the um, newsletters every week from Tampa Bay NO talking about all of the startups that have gotten funding, all of the startups and big organizations that are moving their headquarters to Tampa St. Pete, that are moving their tech hubs to Tampa St. Pete, because they see the talent that's here and that they can come in and really make a difference, A, hire a lot of great people. Obviously, they'll get benefit from it on the back end, but Tampa is continuing to grow and evolve, but it still has that small town charm in the sense that people genuinely want to go out of their way to help others. Nobody's really trying to take a stake and um, use it only to their own advantage. People are really willing to collaborate here, which is something that you don't necessarily see in all of the other tech-centric metros. Um, and I think it's something that's pretty unique about Tampa. Good, good. Okay. So now when it comes to um, being an advocate for your own career, where did that come from and where was that pivot while you were in or still in corporate America? And then you're like, you know what? There's a gap. I just I got to close the gap. I got to start something. I got to use my my innovative thought and creativity. What does that mean to you? I said a lot there, but what does that mean to you when it comes to being your own career advocate? Yeah, um, I think when I was thinking about really what I wanted to talk about tonight with you, um, being an advocate for your own career is something that we kind of forget about sometimes because we don't like to think about ourselves necessarily as an advocate for ourselves. Maybe that makes us uncomfortable to talk about ourselves or I'm not used to it. Um, and a lot of people on LinkedIn, right, you'll see varying perspectives about how to reach out if you are looking for a new opportunity or different ways to network. Um, and I think that people really need to, at the end of the day, realize that the only way that somebody can vouch for you is if you vouch for yourself and you need to be confident in yourself, in your dreams, your achievements, your drive and where you want to go in order to get somebody to walk that journey with you. Um, so being your own advocate is something that for me has been over the past year, been really introspective and I've pushed myself to continue to elevate over the years, but something that I also wish I could tell my 21 year old self to do more because I think I waited mm. a few years before it finally kind of rang true to me that the only way that I'm going to get what I want is if I go and kind of just take it, right? Nothing's ever going to be handed to me, but if I can do the work and I have the grind and I have the hustle 
and I believe in myself, what more do you really need at that point? So that there's a, a large level of confidence that you exude and as just listening to you talk even tonight and prior to, right? A lot of folks don't have that who've who are yeah. tenured in the industry, whatever industry they're in, but are, you know, 15, 20 years that still don't still don't possess that level of confidence that, you know, you you're sharing with us tonight. Where did that come from? It's a difference of having a drive. Yeah. Then to match the drive with forward facing confidence. That's, that's something completely different, um, at least in my head. Where did that element come in for you? Um, I think a lot of it is fake it till you make it, to be honest. <laughs> at least that's how it started, right? right. Um, I was that person that would just walk into a room. Believe it or not, I'm very introverted at heart. Um, I was a person that would walk into a networking event when I first graduated college and for me, I was kind of just like timid. I stood in the corner with my one friend that I knew. I didn't talk to anybody and I would leave. And I was like, dang, that was such a waste of time because I wasn't putting myself out there because I doubted myself and I didn't believe in myself. Um, and I didn't feel like I deserved to be in the room. And I think imposter syndrome comes up for a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? Um, even if you've been doing something forever, you may not feel like you're ready for that next step or you may not feel like you believe in yourself. And it takes practice. It takes a lot of time kind of spending time with yourself and really just writing down what are my strengths? What am I good at? And I think that your career planner, ironically enough, is something that can kind of help guide that conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, because When you get into the day to day of working, it is so easy to look at the negative. It is so easy to slip into the slippery slope that is, oh, well, I didn't do this right or I got a bad critique on something. But you have to look at the big picture. Um, and at the end of the day, all you can do is go and have that conversation. People will read it when it's fake and it's going to feel really uncomfortable at first. It was really uncomfortable for me. And over time, it's just gotten easier and easier. And now I kind of can back it up with the proof in the pudding, which is what I've been working with and what I've been working on for the past few years. I love that. So George Melendez, um, and I, I apologize, folks, something's going on with I'm using Restream and it's not pulling up the chat. So both Danielle and I can't see it. So I moved to my phone. So uh, George Melendez says he worked with you briefly five years ago. Uh, failure is not in her vocabulary. So shout out to George. Uh, Dion Acevedo. Yes, fake motivation is better than no motivation at all. It sounds <laughs> so terrible when you say it out loud, but it's true. <laughs> I believe said, it. Fake motivation is better than no. I get it. I get it. I get it. That's that's hilarious. When it's said that way, it's yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> fake it, yeah, but fake motivation, yeah, that's hilarious. So with that, right? <clears throat> so we're talking about right being being your own career advocate. Um, where was the pivot point for you? Because even though it, all that stuff, there was something that, like you said had to click. It's like I waited too long. I just gotta go after it. Was there something that happened you didn't get, obtain? You were like, oh, heck no. <laughs> this ain't, this is not going to work. Yeah. What was that click? <laughs> so my degree, ironically enough, um, from the absolutely incredible University of South Florida, uh, was actually in journalism. My goal was to go and be the next New York Times columnist and take the world by storm in a written way. Um, that was my dream from when I was a kid. Um, I pivoted kind of between that and law school. I was like, you know what? I really love to write. I love to tell stories. 
let me go and do this. And I quickly learned post-grad, they don't tell you this when you're getting a degree, right? I'm going to graduate. I'm going to move to some podunk town somewhere where I'm reporting on stories I don't care about. And it just, it didn't align with really what I wanted to do with my life and where I saw myself growing. So my first job ever um, in a corporate sense was for a startup um, out of Orlando that focused on recruiting. And I was referred by um, a former boss of mine, ironically enough, that I had at Abercrombie and Fitch. So I'm mm -hmm. dating myself a little bit. I worked there when it was still cool. Um, and so after being at Abercrombie and getting into recruiting, I really started to learn a lot really quickly about all of the different opportunities that were out there in the world. Um, when I was going to school, I didn't know what a PM was. I didn't mm. know that tech involved anything other than being a sysadmin or being a developer, which I couldn't picture myself doing. Um, and I really kind of kicked myself and was like, you know what? There's so much opportunity in tech. I'm seeing all of these people that I'm working with get hired into these crazy cool roles, doing all of these things. And not to say that I wasn't advancing in my career in recruiting. I moved to the sales side. I was an account manager. I was doing really well financially, but it wasn't something that I saw myself doing long term. Mm. Um, but I did see myself working in small companies long term. So I knew I liked that, knew I just didn't like the industry. So I started networking and networking more. I was co-running the Tampa Bay Azure user group, which I now um, kind of rehab the reins of, which is really exciting. Um, so another full circle moment. But at the time, I was just trying to talk and learn and figure out how could I get my foot into tech. Um, and I was networking with the right people. And I quit my job on a whim on a Thursday. I remember calling my mom. I said, hey, I quit my job. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And she kind of was like on the phone, like, okay, do what you want to do. If it wasn't a fit, it wasn't a fit. Um, so from there, I went home and I gave myself an hour. That's it. Gave myself an hour to kind of work through the feelings and the emotions that I had um, from working with my friends and my first real job. Um, and then I quickly pivoted and said, who do I know? So from there, I reached out to a gentleman that was working at my next company, which is IT Authorities, also headquartered here in Tampa, because um, we had been talking about potentially um, some roles for his team. And I sent him a message on LinkedIn. I knew the guy really well, had worked with him for a few months. Um, and he, I told him, hey, I can't work on this project with you. I just quit my job. But I did see that you had a job opening. I don't know if I'm a fit, but if you're willing to take a chance on me, I promise I won't let you down. Mm. He gave me a call that night. Um, I ended up scheduling an interview the next day. Interviewed that Monday, Tuesday. Had an offer on Wednesday. And my transition to tech started that next week. Um, and that's 100% testament to networking. Um, and it's something that completely changed my life for the better. Like how many people at your age, old, my age, older, was seized the opportunity, right? Carpe diem, seized the opportunity to be like, hey, I'm not a fit, but I'm going to sell myself. I'm going to go for it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to take my shot. Like many. Yeah. Not I many people wanted to do that. It was gutsy. Let me tell you, when yeah. I sent that message, I turned my phone screen off, put it upside down and walked out of the room. And I was like, oh, gosh, let me just hope <laughs> that I don't get a hard no, even if it is. Let me start applying other places, which is what I did. But I was like, you know what? If I don't take a shot of myself here and this is what I really want to do, then I, the only person I can blame is myself. So right. 
I sent that message and everything kind of fell into place in this really crazy way. And I'm not saying it always does. Um, I know that that's not necessarily realistic. <coughs> I do know that in the time that I'd spent working with him, he knew my work ethic. He knew my drive. He knew my goals, my aspirations and what I wanted to do. And to have somebody that had been in tech for years and years kind of go and put their arm out and say, you know what? I know her really well. I think she'd be a fit, not necessarily because of what was on my resume, but because of what he knew about me as a person, that was the most validating feeling in the world. I will never forget getting that call from Jan Fleck, who was the IT authorities recruiter at the time. I was driving to Publix. It was like three o'clock on a Wednesday. And I will never forget pulling into that parking lot and taking that call. That's, that's incredible because, again, to that point, right, th there's a level of boldness and confidence. Even if it's fear, yeah. you still acted on it, right? That's really being an advocate for yourself. And not only that, it's 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 one thing because, again, I, I try to break stuff down to make it make sense and to really yeah. get people to really see the value in it. It's not that you just say, hey, uh, you know, I may be a fit. You were like, no, give me an opportunity because I won't fail you. Like yeah. that, the end. Period. That that's it. Just, just believe in my confidence that I'm sh I'm shooting my shot. You know, to to be a part of your organization. Like that's huge. Most yeah. folks don't do that. Yeah, and I mean, at that time, <laughs> IT authorities was like the hardest place to get an interview. It's not like in Tampa. I remember I got the job and I was so excited and I put it on LinkedIn, and I had people out of nowhere messaging me like, I've been trying to get in there for years. I couldn't even get an interview. How did you get in? And it was such a prideful moment. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. I told all of them it was networking, um, which I thought was really, really awesome. But they gave me such an opportunity to just learn and grow without judgment. I had the best management teams. I still talk to them all the time, even having left in December. They gave me so much opportunity as another kind of smaller organization, right? Less than 500 employees. Um, mm -hmm. I believe I was employee 107, something along those lines. Oh. And just being able to walk in there and know I have the confidence of this whole organization, even though I felt like I knew nothing about technology. They gave me <laughs> the best training in the world. That's going to be my question. All the time I needed, <laughs> all the resources I needed to succeed in that career and ultimately allowed me to be part of the pseudo executive team by the time I left. And I was 26. That is just insane to look back at. And I'm so proud um, to have worked there. So proud to have been part of that organization because without it, I don't know what where I would be right now. Awesome. Good for you. And, and prior to that, you had how much tech experience? Uh, zero. Absolutely none. I was running the Azure user group. Um, I had a lot of confidence. You can almost call it delusional confidence at 21 years old. Um, but you know what? I took the bull by the horns and said, let me try it. Because if I don't, I'm going to kick myself over one day. It's funny because you know how you look at job description it's just, and it says experience will basically compensate for a lack of education. So you had confidence that <laughs> that uh, made up of technology and still landed it. That's that's super cool. Confidence super cool. in a degree that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but that, that let him show like, wow, she's bold enough to to really just put herself on the table and almost guarantee that you will do well. Like, how, how do you not take a shot? Right. How do you not take a shot when you get to the right decision maker? 
um, that, that that makes a difference too. You were talking to the decision maker, so that's cool. So if you were to if you were to put this into because this world is full of three step plan, five step plan, ten step plan, yeah. what would the initial steps look like um, in your head if you were coaching folks on being an advocate for their career? What would step number one look like? I think step one for me and what I did was really evaluated what I wanted to do. And that is a huge, really, really broad statement. And in that sense, it could be who I want to work for a large organization or a small organization, because those are extremely different. Do I want to work? What's important to me and how do I have this dream that I can visualize? For me, I put it in paper and I said, okay, I want to work in technology these are the areas within technology that seem approachable and seem like something that I could do. So for me, I wasn't saying that I wanted to go be a, a sysadmin. I wasn't saying that I wanted to be a dev. I was saying, okay, let me go to the customer success role. I was in account management. I have people skills. I have the ability <coughs> to communicate. I have transferable skills to service delivery and customer success because I understand the customer's story. I understand how to communicate effectively and everything else can be trained. Again, super broad, super big dream, right? Mm -hmm. Put that on paper and I said, how do I get there? And who do I know that is already there? And from there, I had to go into my network of people that I already knew, which I think is important, right? There's a distinction between reaching out to somebody I think that you know and can vouch for you and knows your work ethic, your drive, et cetera. And there is the other part of LinkedIn saying, hey, if you're applying to a job cold, just find somebody that works there and ask for a referral. I hate that. Which I hate seeing. It is terrible Take advice. That. And if there's Take one the feature thing, off. Don't do that. Um, because at the end of the day, right, somebody's only going to put their name on the line if they know you well enough to trust you, right? Um, if you go and you start kind of willy-nilly just shooting a message to anybody that's out there, it's not going to turn out well. And I'm sure you've seen those things happen yeah. too. Quick, quick, delete, quick delete. Do not do that, folks. Yes. That is a bad feature that I guess LinkedIn implemented. Do not just random. Don't do that. Just stop. No one likes that. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> no. So what does step two, because I'll summarize it. Click, like you're talking, not only having uh, clarity in your career, but you're getting granular, right? It's mm -hmm. yes, I want to be, whoever, whatever it is, we're talking tech. Uh, I want to be in DevOps. Okay. What company, what size? Mm -hmm. um, and then it gets granular with culture, types of projects, et cetera. Are they new and innovative in their technology? Like you're going down to the weeds, yeah. which again, a lot of folks do not do that. Yeah. And I think that's something <laughs> that's to your point, so neglected because mm -hmm. a lot of people will look at, for example, big company versus small company. I've always loved working in startups and working in smaller organizations because I feel like what I'm doing and the work that I'm doing makes an impact. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For me, if I was an employee at Fortune 10, multi-location, um, multi international organization, and I was just a cog in the wheel, I would feel so unfulfilled. But I know that about myself. And I've had to take the time to determine that, hey, that's not going to be where I do my best work because of A, B, and C. Getting into the details, although tech is a great place to start, right? Getting into the details and really understanding what's important to you in your career journey is part of how you advocate for yourself. 
Because once you have targeted, these are the things that are important to me, then you can start to work reverse. Okay, I know what I want. Now who's fitting into that bill? Who am, what companies am I interviewing as part yeah. of this? Yeah, you, you, you're working that, that funnel. <clears throat> like you said, you, you build out that funnel and you, you're attracted to that funnel versus you trying to fit and blast yourself everywhere. Yeah. I mean, in the tech space, I see a lot of tech folks, I wouldn't say a lot, but candidates that you know, in my current role, they are, they are focused, right? They're looking at what projects, what technologies do you have? Because if it's dated, they may not want to attach themselves to that. They're like, yeah. I need something, you know, what, what's coming next? What's two years down the line? Are you guys involved with this, this? They really want to know project based. Where is that company going? Um, and that's when they're excited to be like, absolutely, I want to partner, right? It's a, it's a, it's a resume booster. It's an ego booster to say you've worked on it. Azure's, you know, is blowing up everywhere. Everyone needs someone in in, in that space. Uh, so that I, I find that more detailed in the tech space versus every other um, industry, or should I say, skill set and um, discipline out there. So, <clears throat> did you say what? Um, no. So number two, number two. What is? What would yeah. you say number two is if we didn't touch on that, I might have missed Yeah. So if you already have your dream set out, you know what you're, what's important to you. At that point, then I'm looking into my network. I'm determining who do I know that works for maybe one of these organizations that I've determined might be a fit for me, or who mm -hmm. do I know that's in this current role that I can reach out to to get a better understanding of what that might entail. And I think that's more important when you're pivoting from maybe <coughs> a non-tech role into a tech role or if you're switching from working in corporate, you want to dive into startups or vice versa. Um, it's really situational and it's extremely nuanced, but going back and actually being able to see within LinkedIn or within your personal network, right? A lot of people fail to or fail to think about the fact that their families, their friends they've had since college, they're part of your network too, and they all mm -hmm. have jobs. They might be the person that can connect you to that next opportunity. So start talking about it, start evangelizing, that dream to other people because either they're going to tell you, Oh, I don't know what that means. It's all over my head. Like when I talk to my parents <laughs> or I'm talking to some of my friends that say, you know what, actually, I know someone who is hiring for X, Y, and Z. Let me introduce you. I can say with pride that I've never cold applied to a job ever from my first job when I was 16 to the job that I started with Lumina in December, everything has been referral based and that has been, the most impactful thing for me is being able to know at the end of the day, no matter what circumstances, no matter what the economy does, I have all of these people behind me that would put their name on the line for me and my work ethic because of what I've also reciprocated and done for them over time. So you just hit uh, a major, major point, uh, Daniela, is that so I, ha I had a guest on a year and a half ago. And she's written this book and the book in the book, she talks about where we go wrong in our network. Right. We don't keep them warm. It's kind of cold. Several years go by. It's, hey. And she goes, the, the piece of it, though, is what we don't do in our network when we're trying to get support is we don't give them the language, the proper language to support us. All they know is, oh, you're an HR person. Oh, you're, you're, you're a systems engineer. 
right? Oh, you're um, your enterprise architect. Okay. Um, but what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? So I can say, hey, Daniela's done this, background in that, startup here. She's executed on this level. Then I, I have a script just because mm -hmm. you gave me the ammunition to sell you. So folks, if, if you listen, key points that she's talking about is that they, they were able to sell it, sell her because, you know, or should I say be an advocate for her because of her work ethic, one, huge, but she was always, always reciprocating that. So th that's, that's another way of giving them the language to say, I know all about Daniel, ask me anything and she can, you know, she can do it. So that's huge, 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 huge point. Love yeah. that. What's, what, what would three look like? Because I like to give people, like I have here at the bottom, actionable advice. Like they can execute. This is what I'm going to do after this podcast. I'm going to follow Daniela. Once I kind of go through my network at that point, I start to find out what are the people that are in this role doing that are making them successful. So I do a lot of self-learning. Um, so whether that's doing Coursera, whether that's certifications, whether that's going to networking events and meeting these people in real life um, or virtually here, right? My goal is to start to get into those spaces so that then I'm starting to be recognized. I don't just wanna be a profile picture on LinkedIn to someone. I want them to know who I am, what I'm about, the way that I speak, my mannerisms, the fact that I gesture with my hands, all of those things are really important because at the end of the day, you're building relationships. You can't just assume that sending a message on LinkedIn is going to be somebody saying yes. But if I run into somebody at a networking event, they might take five minutes and talk to me and let me introduce myself. Let me ask them a few questions. And I always end any conversation with how can I help them? And even if they say nothing at that point, I still make a point to ask if there's anything I can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. And I mean that. And I think that's a distinction as well. You have to mean yep. those things because these relationships are a two-way street. You can't just reach out to your network when you need something. Because whenever anybody needs something, how do we all pick up the phone? <sighs> Big sigh, pick it up, <laughs> what you want, what do you need? Yep. It's not reciprocated, right? So if you can start just doing small things, engaging with people, seeing them around, making a point to say hello, that makes such a big difference over time. Yeah. We're, we're trying to make a withdrawal from an empty bank. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've put nothing in it. And I think one of the things you said there, uh, it just, I just um, lost it. No, with the networking piece is that <clears throat> you go to to serve, right? Versus, hey, who can, who can help me? It's like, no, how can you, if you go to serve and help someone first, by by osmosis, you will get support through through being someone like that. So love it. Like, I wish I had a little button to hit and you see little gems drop. So <laughs> that gives me another idea. Not that, not that fancy <laughs> yet. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll need an assistant to, to start doing that. But yes. step four, what does step four look like? Step four, you're applying for jobs if that's what you're mm. looking for. You are forming that network and that community to support you, whether you want to go and start your own org, um, your own venture, whether you're applying <clears> for that dream job at that Fortune 10 that's been on your wish list since you were a kid. No matter what that next step is for you, going and actually doing it is courage in that's itself. True. Right. That's Going and making, submitting that resume is stressful. Sending that message saying, take a chance on me was stressful. But you know what? That's the only way that we can grow and learn is if we go and do those things and advocate for yourself. Say, you know what? I'm ready for this. I 
have worked for this. This is why I'm going to be successful in this. And that career planner, right? If you're writing down all of these things that you do, when you go into that interview and you ask those questions about why would you be a fit for this organization? Why do you think you'll be a fit for this role? At that point, you already know because you know yourself and you know why you applied to that role and you know why it's important to you and how that gets you to where you want to go. So if you put all of those pieces together, at the end of the day, you're going to have this beautiful puzzle in front of you, of all of these different pieces over time that start to build that life and that future that you want to see for yourself. And I know it can sound really cliche and really corny, but that's really how I look at these things mm-hmm. is how can I put these small little 1% <coughs> efforts to be a better version of myself, to get to know myself better, to speak about myself nicer or in a more precise way so that then somebody like you or somebody in TA or one of my friends can go and talk about me the way I would talk about myself in that room. Because to your point in that last step, I fed that script. I understood what I was and I evangelized that to the entirety of my network. Um, And then from there, you're doing your homework, right? Getting to know these companies, getting to know what this role is, getting to know what you want to do. Same thing goes with starting a venture or joining a startup. All of these things are so, so critical and differentiators because a lot of people don't do it, which is insane. I know. I know. You, again, you're, you're touching on some crucial points because now we're talking about personal branding, right? Yeah. Being seen. You're like, I'm, go out there, be noticed. And it's funny because um, there, there's um, a masterclass that I'm going to do. And it talks about uh, building a building a presence, not a profile. Yes. On LinkedIn, right? It's there's a major difference. <clears throat> there's a major difference. But so let let's jump into you now crushing it on the corporate side. They're saying this is not enough because I have so much energy, <laughs> right? I'm driven. Um, I'm loving this tech space. Yeah. To to now co-found two organizations. Which started first, High Tech Connect? Yes, High Tech okay. Connect was my uh, first brainchild. And it has taught me and served me in so many ways. Um, We started that back in 2018, myself and my co-founder, Zach Duffy, who also happens to be one of my best friends, um, biggest inspirations, one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, Don't tell him I said that. Just kidding. (laughs) But if you've seen me out at an event, you've probably also met Zach. We're kind of two peas in a pod. Um, so we actually met in the meetup space. He was running the AWS meetup group and I was running the Azure meetup group, which of course this was 2016, 2017. So cloud was still pretty cool, not oversaturated in the way that it is now where everybody's using it. It was kind of still something that only enterprises were working with. Mm. Um, and you know, at that point we kind of noticed that there was a lot more to tech in Tampa than people really knew about. And unless you knew what was going on in tech in Tampa at that time, you would have had no idea how much talent was in this market, how many companies were here doing such incredible work. So we had a conversation and we were talking about just how siloed the meetup space can be. Because if you're going to only dev meetups or only infrastructure meetups or only scrum meetups, you're not connecting with everybody else that's also in this same ecosystem. And there was no real connective tissue that we could find that just kind of got everybody together in a room and said, hey, we're not gonna lecture you today. We're just gonna talk and network and hope that you can build connections and learn about the companies that are in Tampa. So back in 
Um, October of 2018, we had our inaugural High Tech Connect event at Tribridge um, right after they'd been purchased by DXC. And we hoped that maybe 20 people would show up mm-hmm. just so that then we didn't look dumb with all the pizza that we bought. <laughs> um, and we had 100 people show up. Wow. Okay. We Sounds might be on to something here, right? So over time, we kind of intentionally started working and building the event with our community, with the people mm-hmm. that were attending, um, because we wanted to best serve the people that were in Tampa. Um, you see a lot of people cater to corporate sponsors. You don't see mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. talking to those of us that are in the workforce doing the work and the reason why Tampa's becoming as successful as it is in technology. So um, we started talking and we realized that there was really two things that we wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. The first was upskilling, hiring, and career development, retaining that talent in Tampa and not losing them to the Valley and Austin. <coughs> and of course, fast forward to 2020, <coughs> work changes a lot of that, right? And I'm sure we'll touch on that. But back 2018, we're saying, okay, we need to keep these people here. We need to upskill and we need to provide access to the organizations like Computer Coach and the like that talent acquisition professionals on how to better interview and provide that as a resource. And the second was, how do we take all of these companies that are doing all this cool, innovative work, all these startups, all these nonprofits, enterprise organizations with innovation teams that are dedicated to technology and put them at the forefront so people know that cool jobs exist in Tampa. Mm -hmm. You don't need to leave in order to experience that. So we combine that into what we call Tech Prep and Tech Fest, which are the two pieces of our event that we were hosting month over month since October of 2018, of course, until 2020 when the pandemic hit. Um, But we continue to grow until we were the largest meetup group, and we still are the largest meetup group in Tampa, Uh, even having taken a hiatus from COVID, which is just something that I'm so proud of. I take so much pride in and I couldn't be more thankful for the people that High Tech Connect brought to me. Because as much as we provide a service, seeing all of those people in a room, whether it's somebody in college who's finding a mentor to try to figure out if they want to go into cybersecurity. We had startups hire executives that they met at our event. Wow. All of these cool connections, all the people getting hired, that was more than enough for me. I didn't. We didn't go into this for money. We didn't go into this for any reason other than to do something for the community that brought both of us so much success. Um, and that was really how our first brainchild came to be and higher up um, formed as a partnership between us and computer coach in uh, 2020 as a response to COVID. We said, okay, mm. we're all remote. We're all virtual. We have people reaching out to us that are still hiring. And more importantly, we have a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't be on the market that are now being thrust into not only a pandemic, but into an absolutely insane job market, trying to figure out what the next day was gonna look like, much less the next time we would go into an office. Um, So we started Higher Up Florida as a free event for employers and attendees to take the resume out of the equation and let people form connections, almost like speed dating, um, specific to tech careers. And we opened that up over time to careers outside of just technology, but we started with our core focus in tech because those were the people we were serving. And we said, okay, let's match make. Let's get our sponsors in a room with people that we think might be a fit and let them talk and we'll rotate them around from room to room, but we'll mm-hmm. guarantee that every candidate will meet every 
and every company will have spoken to every single candidate and heard their elevator pitch. So that is something that we still are running. Um, still do not charge anything for that. If you're interested, of course, reach out to me, our co-founders, Orlando, of course, you've been a participant in a higher up event. Absolutely. But we started that just as a means to help our community. And I mean, that led us to um, computer coach getting recognized by the mayor for doing this, which is absolutely awesome. And that led me to being on the Tampa Bay Business Journal's 25 under 25 during 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, which was just insane. <laughs> All that for being an advocate for your own career. And that's, yeah. I think the beauty in what you're doing um, is that it's selfless, right? There's a, a, a huge undertone, undercurrent um, that you carry to serve. You, you said it throughout what you were telling us. It's how do we help and serve the community that helped us? How do we give back, right? <clears throat> so the this is becoming larger than you, Zach, Suzanne, Cassandra, right? All of you are part of both, both these organizations. Um, like it is putting people to work, right? Yeah. It is connecting. Like this is a massive, it doesn't have to be this, you know, large nonprofit organizations that we know across the world, but it's it's massive impacting in Tampa, and that's huge. So, highly, highly commend you on that. Um, big advocate for higher up, like you said, a bit, uh, participate in that several times. And let me just speak to the to level of, of the people that participate from a candidate perspective on that, right? I've I don't think any other job, quote unquote, fair organization brought the level that higher up does these folks like you said the pitch right they have a succinct pitch of what they are there's that one minute elevator elevator pitch if i can talk um their experience right their expertise and what they're looking for um, but even some of the students that come in they are clear in what they're looking for it's not like hey just you know just come see what you guys got no here's what i'm looking for a company b company c company representative it's this, 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 and that. Is there anything? Nope. All right. But I'm going to connect with you on LinkedIn and I'm going to follow up and I'm going to just watch what comes out of your organization because if something pops up, I'll be a part of it. And then um, the mid to senior level folks, like these folks are impressive. Very impressive. So I, I would put higher up uh, as one of the number one, um, the number one that I personally participated in in terms of a, a career network meetup space to, to, hire, to hire folks. So kudos to you. You Thank you so much. <clears throat> it's, it's a group effort. Um, we all kind of take our bits and parts and we take, we spend a lot of time with the candidates, right? Mm -hmm. We present them. We are talking to them on meetings, telling them this is how you crack your elevator pitch. If you haven't already, <laughs> these are the tips. These are some questions to ask. Here's what to expect. And we take that feedback and we continue to iterate and make it better and make it better and make it better. Because we want it to be an experience that hopefully you don't come back to because you get hired at the first event you attend. But we want you to continue to send us people and we want to continue to build and make that impact. And being virtual, it's allowed us to meet people from not just in Tampa, but people that want to move here. Yeah. Um, companies that are hiring from startups all the way to your PWCs of the world, which is always really cool. Uh, but at the same time, it fills my cup in the biggest way possible because we get to put not only Tampa on the map, but we get to put all of these absolutely brilliant technologists that we have out here um, to be able to continue to build on our careers. Yeah. And you guys do a great job, uh, you know, in servicing, or should I say partnering with the employer too, right? Cause you want to make yeah. sure that 
you're not just having, you know, print shops show up and like, hey, yeah, we're looking for it. Like, no, do you have tech opportunities in your organization? Because we're bringing talent to the table. So I urge employers and uh, people in that space to just participate, get involved with it. Um, and I've liked, it's funny because I've liked every single person. I, I think I participated three different times and I, I've liked every single person to where I've, I've written notes. I'm like, man, I wish we had something for them because they were awesome, right? The yeah. pitch, the work they do. I'm like, oh my God, I wish we had something. Um, but it was, it was definitely um, each one, each one, tremendous value, tremendous yeah. value. That's so great to hear. I will be reaching yeah. out to you for a testimonial. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime. Absolutely. That without a doubt. Um, <clears throat> so, wow, time is flying by. I know. So talk to us more. So you, you said something earlier when we were talking about um, High Tech Connect and you said, we'll get to that. What was that? You made a point. Do you oh, yes. Um, we were talking about High Tech Connect and kind of the mm. way that we've scaled. Right. Okay. Um, so with COVID in the hiatus that happened, um, we, of course, put all of our in-person events to a stop because, A, we wanted to protect um, those people that um, were in our communities. We didn't want to put anybody at risk. Um, hi, Doggo. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to make sure um, that we were continuing to provide value, which is really where Higher Up came in. But with High Tech Connect, what we are kind of most excited about bringing back is that level of community, um, mm -hmm. and that interconnectivity within the tech space again. So we are um, working on a future event that should be announced shortly. Um, I won't give dates yet, but um, for us and with High Tech Connect going into hiatus for two years, it could have been something that totally deterred us. It could have been something right, right. that caused it to end, but the amount of messages that I get from attendees of like, when's your next event? Can I help? Can I volunteer? Like, I couldn't be more thankful for the people that have trusted us in our vision and have bought into it. But more importantly, the people that we continue to serve. Um, Zach and I both work full time in startups primarily, and you'll never hear us really. Everybody knows where we work, but we're never there to sell. We're not doing this with any intention to your point other than to serve. We really want to make a point of at every event who's new and who's never been here, because we're going to have people swarm you trying to get to know you so that then you can meet them. Um, those are the things that bring me so much joy and so much pride. Um, and it's really what shines through. It's really my purpose at this point. And I've been really fortunate to work for leadership teams and for entrepreneurs that see what I'm doing and they don't see mm -hmm. that as a deterrent of like, Oh, well, you're focusing on other things or it's a side hustle. I don't consider what I do a side hustle. I consider them yep. both passion projects. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it'd be interesting to know. Do you do you know how many non-tech people show up at, at your events? We've had a range. So ironically mm -hmm. enough, we did some surveys and our demographics are primarily mid to senior level, which we totally did not expect. Um, mm -hmm. We've had brain surgeons come to our meetings. We've had <laughs> uh, CEOs of mm -hmm. publicly traded organizations at our events. We've had VCs at our events. It has just wow. been a smorgasbord of people and profiles um, that we did not anticipate ever being under the same roof on like a random Thursday. Uh, well, not random, the third Thursday of every month, but it kind of just grew organically. It was all word of mouth. We weren't really doing too much on the marketing side. We grew because people liked the event enough to bring their friends and tell people at work, which was nice. super awesome. Nice. I absolutely want to uh, participate and be at the next one for sure. <clears throat> awesome. So what else can you share with us? Wow. Time, I keep saying it. Time is flying by. So I know. I think. What? Good. 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry, there was a question that I saw on the side from Dion, Dion. Um, asking about um, what I would recommend for somebody interested in tech that's transitioning from another career um, mm -hmm. and what networks are that are out there. And that's a fantastic question and one that I see a lot. Um, first of all, thank you for your service being in the military. Um, there are a bunch of organizations in Tampa specifically that do help transitioning service members, um, one of which is Hiring Our Heroes, who we are partners with. They're an absolutely incredible organization that will help you be placed into apprenticeships to start learning these tools of the trade um, so that then you have something on your resume to go and build upon. Um, there are others as well um, that are escaping me, unfortunately, at the moment. But when, it look, when you're looking at transitioning into technology, first of all, great space to be in. Couldn't recommend it more. I don't think either of us could. But second, I think it's that roadmap that we talked about today, right? What, what do you want to do within tech? Where do you want to be? Try some different stuff. See if you watch a video on what a dev's life in a day looks like. Watch some video around what it would be like to be an admin or in customer success account management. Um, just start trying to figure out and pivot and understand where you <coughs> want to be. Um, and then from there, start networking. And please, if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. Love to continue the conversation and hopefully point you in the right direction. Absolutely. That's 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 crucial. And I'm going to recap your, your your four points you made. Uh, one was basically uh, clarity, clarity of career and then get real granular after that. Uh, networking, right? But network in the way that you're serving with the mindset of serving, not just trying to extract from it. Because again, you're trying to, you know, make a deposit or should I say make a withdrawal from an empty bank. People will be like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't even know who you are. And do not use that feature that LinkedIn provides. <laughs> We are both super, super advocates of not using that. Do not do it. Uh, third one was powerful, too. Self-learning. You, you were doing self-learning and you're doing R&D as to what are my entry points. Is it certification? What additional knowledge do I need to gain uh, to, to break into this? And then you just took action and started applying. But the, the fifth one that I look at is you started uh, communities. Right. So something I used to say before and uh, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, years ago is for job seekers. So they show up to all the, you know, the webinars and things like that. I was like, what if you start your own community of job search people? Right. Mm -hmm. Stop showing up to them, but now reach out to employers to saying, hey, there's a bunch of us who are in HR, DevOps, marketing, whatever. Can you come speak to us, you know, on Zoom or whatever? And just start your own community. You become that connector that starts to open up your, uh, you know, broaden your, your network and visibility, like you said, right? You want it to get known, get out there so you can create opportunities for yourself. But again, everyone's not a, a Daniela, right? Yeah. You're doing it still with it with an angle to to serve, which is powerful. powerful. Yeah, and I think that that to your point, anybody can start a community, mm -hmm. right? You just have to be intentional about it and put just. A little bit of time in. I'm not saying that you need to go and build another high tech connect. I'm not saying that it needs to be the next crazy idea, right? But even if you have five people that can go out of their way and say, you know what? I really enjoyed that conversation I had with you. Let's do it in a bigger group. Mm -hmm. That is so important, so yep. powerful in ways that I can't even begin to emphasize. So I completely agree with you. Building communities, making sure that you know who your people are at the end of the day. Who are your people? Who are the people that you would vouch for the same way they would vouch for you? 
just like any other friendship or relationship that you get into, regardless of what it is, that's really what we're doing. It's just building relationships and seeing the fruit of that labor. Yeah. Step outside that box. So there is no box. You, you just, yeah. you just create an opportunity. So love it. So let's, um, as we come to the top of the hour, share with folks, um, one, how they can connect with you yeah. and then two, how they can connect with high tech connect and higher up. Yeah, so um, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Daniela Diaz on LinkedIn. Um, pretty easy to find me. I think I still look like my profile picture. Could be wrong. It's been a little bit. I have to get it. <laughs> um, yes. But feel more than welcome to connect with me. Please do send me a message. Please don't just kind of go out of your way and do what we didn't do and say, hey, I need this, right? But if you reach yeah. out and you're looking for somebody to talk to and you want resources to pick your brain, more than happy to get on a call with pretty much anybody, talk through whatever it is you're looking for. And if I can be of service, I'm absolutely going to give you that. Um, and if I don't know, then I probably know somebody that can help you. So that would be step one. Um, High Tech Connect and Higher Up Florida, we post everything to our LinkedIn. So feel more than welcome to follow us there. Um, we're also updating everything on our Eventbrite pages as well as our websites. So that's the best way to see what's coming up with us. Um, so you're always in the know of what these events are. And of course I do also post them to my personal LinkedIn. Um, so feel more than welcome to do that. Um, and one thing that I do wanna say is make sure as we're kind of talking about this, cause I know we talked about personal and professional branding. Mm -hmm. Your professional brand can be your personal brand. Yep. You don't just because you do something at work doesn't mean that that's not who you are as a person. I like to think that my personality transcends just what I do nine to five and then five until midnight and eventually. <laughs> right. Um, but if you can go and kind of start thinking about some of the things that we talked about today, putting that roadmap to work for you, I would love to hear your feedback, how that's going for you. And if I can be your cheerleader the same way I did for, the South Florida Bulls, I'd be more than happy to do it. Awesome. 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 Last question for you. What's your personal kind of mantra or what gets you up going every day? Yeah. So first is coffee, but in a serious fashion, every year at the start of the year, I take a moment to think about the year that I had and to think mm -hmm. about a word that I want to describe the year that I want to have. So for this year, my word was elevate. I wanted to elevate everything I did, the communications I was doing, being more present, doing things like this, um, getting to explore networks that weren't necessarily part of my realm previously, um, meeting new people. That has been my mantra and my word of the year and that I constantly am telling myself it's how am I going to elevate? How am I going to elevate? How am I going to elevate? Um, and I encourage everybody, if you haven't done that or that's something you've not heard <coughs> of, about what you want the next six months, the last half of this year, which is insane to think about to look like for you and start putting those things into motion because it doesn't need to be a big thing. Um, my former CEO, Jason had a mantra about 212 degrees at 211 degrees. Water is hot at 212. It starts to boil boiling water creates steam that powers locomotives, et cetera. So that extra nth of a percent can make such a huge difference over time. And it's one that I like to continue to tell people. So 212, pick your word of the year. Mine was elevate. Um, and make sure you have strong caffeine because Lord knows late <laughs> nights are just part of the part Brutal. of it. Comes with it, right? <laughs> brutal, brutal. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see um, for sure one that higher up in 
<clears throat> higher tech connect become massive conferences um, where you have, yeah, I, I see that happening. I would love to be a part of that. Um, and then I, before we got on, I also said that Danielle needs to write a book. So uh, <laughs> you're holding so. me accountable. <laughs> So, folks, if if you chat in there, connect with her and say, we look forward to your book, put put a little pressure (laughs) on Dale because she just has a wealth of information, especially um, in how she she just took control of her career and was her own major advocate, but built, you know, advocates uh, in that process. Uh, So appreciate it. Um, uh, I just appreciate your time. You share so much. Uh, I love your energy, your aura, your spirit. Uh, it's all about giving. Um, super intelligent. Um, I'm learning a lot uh, in this conversation. I look forward to uh, some more connections that we can get together and do. So anytime you call me, I'm, I'm there to support you guys. Likewise. And thank you again for having me. This is the best way I could have spent the hour before the lightning game. So hopefully, <laughs> in, hopefully they win. Um, but this has been an absolute pleasure. It's been a real full circle moment for me because I've looked up to you for so long. I've watched your content for so long. So to be here is just, I'm going to call my mom and be really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Thank you so much. I'm going to close this out with a a video and chat with you two seconds afterwards, and then go ahead and watch that lightning game. I appreciate you folks. Thank you so much for joining everyone. Mm